0: Hi, my name is Yolian Okbu, and I'm Running Start's 2020 ambassador. Running Start is a nonpartisan nonprofit that trains young women like me to run for public office. We instill young women with the confidence, connections and capabilities they need to become political leaders. March is Women's History Month, when we commemorate all the amazing women that have paved the way for young women to follow in their footsteps. Because of their example, young women like me can say, I look like a politician. Running started celebrating Women's History Month 2021 with a Her Story series about women who are first in politics. Mayor Nan Whaley has been the mayor of Dayton, Ohio, since 2014. In 2005, she was elected to the Dayton City Commission and was the youngest woman ever chosen for a commission seat. She ran for mayor in 2013 and won 56% of the vote and then ran unopposed in 2017, which was the first time in Dayton's history that a mayoral race never had a contender guess that goes to show that she's very good at her job. Mayor Whaley shared some incredible advice about leadership and politics that I took to heart and I know you will too. Thanks for watching the Running Start Her Story series. The very first question I had was, what motivated you to run for mayor in 2013?
1: Well, I was a city commissioner for eight years before Mm -hmm. that and really um, talked to the other commissioners and um, you know, I was actually the one with the least amount of seniority on the city commission, but, the mayor we weren't a big fan of frankly and so we kind of all agreed like one of us needed to run and it was kind of agreed that like I should be the one I had the time and um kind of the tenacity to get it done it was going to be a very big race and uh they were awesome and supporting me and um uh you know ran a really competitive race uh but I thought I you know when I was when I was making the decision to Um, I remember meeting with different people in the community to think about it and one guy said who was also like uh, used to be a commissioner years before and so like you look the mayor of Dayton should matter and it was really nobody was paying attention to the leadership at City Hall and I thought if we had someone a vocal voice in that seat as mayor it would be really good for the city of Dayton and so um, that was kind of my mantra about why I wanted to be mayor.
0: Okay that's really cool. So I guess that kind of leads me to this question of like what role did potential maybe like membership play in your early political career or like what role does mentorship like mean to you now um how did that maybe help at all um throughout
1: yeah so I mean I think men- I mean I've had mentors uh, both women and men through my entire career that have been really helpful and some of them are former elected officials or elected officials that existed you know in- that were in office at the, at the time I'm in office and uh, mm-hmm. some were like just activists, right? That just really helped, you know, like for no other words, raise me in like political thinking. Uh, so they've all been really, really key uh, to my growth. And then for me, you know, it's been really important for me to, you know, help mentor other women. And you know, um, some of that's running for office. Some of that's, you know, working in campaigns. Some of it's working for government, but really trying to um, help other women, you know, become leaders and I think support other women. I have this whole, uh, Connie Schultz, who's, again, one of my mentors, Pulitzer Prize winning author up in Cleveland, she has this, like, I thought of, like, carry as you climb, that, you know, as you climb up the ladder as a woman, you need to also have your hand back so you can help carry somebody up with you, too, so that's kind of the mantra that I thought about when we're talking about mentorship and the support of women.
0: Yeah, wow, that's amazing, and so then, like, since, I think that's really interesting how you, like, kind of threw yourself into the race in order to like win um, initially in 2013. Um, and now I guess, how do you view the state of women in politics in Ohio overall? And where do you potentially see opportunities for improvement?
1: Look, I think we have a long way to go, right? Um, if you think about the state of women in Ohio politics, we've only had in the history of Ohio, we've only had a major party nominee that's been a woman for either Senator or Governor exactly one time. It was actually in 1998, another mentor of mine, Mary Boyle, who ran for senator. Um, that's the only time we've ever had a nominee Democrat or Republican in the history of the state. So uh, I think it's really important that, you know, we continue to push women, uh, encourage women to run, especially for these larger seats like mayor, governor, senator, um, and and for women to support each other through that and hopefully some smart men recognizing the value of having good women leaders in, in leadership roles, and so um, we still have a long way to go. And of the top six cities in the state, I'm the only woman. Um, so we just we just need more women to run for office and more women to get elected, not just in the legislative branch or the judicial branch, but really in the ex- executive branch.
0: Yeah, definitely. Which so. I guess like a lot of times we don't really, at least in terms of like the national discourse, focus a lot on local government, but it's really, I would even like argue that it's actually even more important in some cases to really hone in on like who our local elected officials are, right? Right. So knowing that local government is so different from state and national government, can you talk about maybe the need for bipartisanship to make change in your community? within that local sphere as well as like maybe talk through some of those differences that you've seen.
1: Yeah, so I mean I think in local government is is the last place that's really super bipartisan that I witnessed. Uh, you saw that actually like on the American Rescue Plan. You saw Democrats and Republican mayors supporting it just because the you know local communities needed the funding and recognized mm-hmm. the important need of the funding. So I think I think it's one you know one of the last bastions of bipartisanship. Uh, there's a suburban mayor in in, uh, in Dayton that actually takes new council members out and shows them a pothole and says, You see this pothole? Is it a Democrat pothole or a Republican pothole? And he's like, the answer is neither. It's a pothole. They want it filled. They don't care which party fills it. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that's like the mindset of local government. You know, it's the, the services that are closest to the people that need to get done. And, you know, you need to just do the work. And so I think that makes it an, uh, um, a unique place right now, considering just how partisan our politics actually are, You know, when we talk about state or national.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that was a really great example and maybe more proof that it's still possible to seek out like my partisanship right. consensus. I think that's great. Um, so I guess, can you be able to tell maybe a story about an impactful moment during your term as mayor where you maybe felt like it was really important to be a woman in that role?
1: Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of them. I mean, it's, I mean, from when uh, we did preschool, uh, we passed in 2016, we passed high quality preschool for every four-year-old in the city. And I remember like a little girl, she was maybe six or seven, came up to me and said like, so, you know, someday I'm going to be like you, I'm going to be mayor too. I think that that was really moving to me. And I've had lots of young, young girls, you know, say that because again, they see somebody like them become becoming a leader it like can help them model and actually be a leader of the future for them uh and then you know i think we had a really tough mass shooting in 2019 here in Dayton where nine people were injured and dozens more i mean nine people were killed and dozens more were injured and i do think like being a woman through that crisis you know did um, have me lead more with, you know, empathy and vulnerability that maybe a man wouldn't have led that crisis through. And so um, I, mean, I can't say for certain, but definitely, I think being a woman affected how I led through that. And um, um, there's no certain story about that per se, but I just think, you know, um, I, I really aspire to, you know, the Brene Brown style of leadership of like leading with empathy and leading with vulnerability. And I think that's, you um, you know, luckily I'm the second generation of women leaders. And so I'm able to do that. And uh, I think it's the most powerful way really to lead a community.
0: Definitely. Wow. It's an incredible. Um, And for you, could you maybe like outline some of your like expectations going in as mayor versus like some realities that you didn't really, I guess, actually expect. And of course, with your experience as city commissioner, you already kind of in, in, in that group or in that circle, but, I am curious if there were any specific expectations or realities that you faced. Well, no, I
1: think that I don't. I think the bar was not that high, frankly, and Mm. um, you know that. I mean, the previous mayor just wasn't very strong, so you know that gave me a great opportunity to really fill the role in the way I wanted to fill it. Uh, So I think that that was like just a great opportunity. When sometimes that happens, like you can like define the role in the way you want. And then I think too, the other thing that happens is each year that you're mayor of a mid-sized city in a mid-sized region, like, you know, like more people know you each year that you're in the position. So it's kind of like this leveling of each, um, a cake, right. The first year, the second year. And so, so I think that's the one thing I didn't really anticipate is, you know, the the job and how people perceive you changes the longer you're there and, um, you know i mean that's fine because i don't think like you know i'm the same person i was eight years ago but um the way people know you is just it's, it's because you've been in their uh, in their homes on their screens uh and because we as a community have gone through so many things i think it's a very personal much more personal relationship than the first year i was mayor and i think they expect a uh, more personal um, relationship because of that than they would eight years ago per se. So mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the biggest difference.
0: Okay, that's really interesting. Developing those like personal relationships. Um, so then, what would you say maybe were some challenges though that you faced throughout your career as a trailblazing woman in Dayton?
1: Well, I mean, I think you know I, I'm young and you know people aren't used to seeing like a young woman be the mayor of a city. And so, I mean, I just, just even like last month, somebody was organizing something and it was a national person and saying they needed to talk to the mayor of Dayton. And they said to the person, well, I don't even know him. And they were like, well, it's a her. Uh, So, you know, just the natural, you know, visual people have of a mayor is a dude. And so I think that just is pretty constant. Uh, It's changing over time with like amazing, um, women mayors that are, you know, more national, like Keisha Lance Bottoms, Muriel Bowser, Lori Lightfoot. Uh, but, you know, I think people perceive first, the first go-to is the mayor is a man, Mr. Mayor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I think that that is just a, a different, you just have to get really pretty comfortable about that and expect it um, that, you know, you're not necessarily what the, is the norm. We're trying to get there to the norm. Um, and like, I mean, I mean, I think in any role of leadership, it is, you know, you're redefining roles if you're a woman. And so, you know, um, your gender does come into play, but it's not like something that's always top of mind, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a layer of who I am. And, um, uh, you know, the chance for people that are just different to continue to be in leadership roles is something I think that's really important for us since we redefine what leadership is.
0: Definitely, I wholeheartedly agree. And I know you mentioned some of the mentors that you that you had or have had. Um, who would you say are some of your political role models? Oh, um,
1: I love um, Jennifer Granholm, who is the former uh, governor of Michigan. And, you know, I think the, gov- the women governors right now, like um, um, the governor of um, Michigan now, Gretchen Whitmer and, mm-hmm. and Kate Brown in Oregon and Maggie. Uh, Senator Hassan and New Hampshire. I mean, I think these are just really, really great, strong women. So uh, I'm super impressed. But um, just really, I mean, just the impressive women leadership right now from Kamala Harris to Nancy Pelosi. It's just, it's really cool. It's really cool to see. But certainly the Midwestern mayor, and the Midwestern governors are, you know, people that I, I really respect. And certainly um, uh, Jennifer Granholm like tops that list for me.
0: Wow, okay, I really love that. And I guess um, one of the very last questions I have is what advice would you give to young women who want to run for office and or thinking about it?
1: Yeah, I would, I would recommend like go work on a campaign and get to understand the campaign system um, yeah. and, you know, build relationships, you know, that the key to um, uh, running for office is to have your own political power and, you know, fill, figuring out where that power is uh, and the people that will help you. So, you know, some of that is like working on other people's efforts. So then that, that way uh, they feel like, oh, okay, this person's really smart and works hard. And so I think that is really, really key. Um, and like, look, think about local government. The last thing I'd say, you know, we need strong people in local government. It's a great entry to politics. Um, it is where the rubber means the road, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would, you know, think about your local community and how you can serve it as an elected official first.
0: Incredible. I really loved that. And actually, um, because so of that answer, I have one very last question. I'm sure. curious. So, um, you, with running start, we have a lot of young women that kind of come through, um, our different programs. And I would love for you to maybe kind of think back to like when, like about eight years ago when you were first in here running, like what is like something that you would say to yourself or advice you'd give yourself eight, eight years ago?
1: Um, I mean, and I think, you know, when I first started running, it was really actually now 16 years ago because I ran for commission when I was 29. Uh, and like, look, I think I think it's key to like, just remind yourself to do the work, right? Mm-hmm. And not, don't take yourself too seriously, you know, build, you know, empower other people's leadership is really important. Um, but just, you know, take it one day of time when you're young, you know, you want everything done right away. And I recognize that, but uh, just do the work and I think everything will be fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. I really appreciate that. Sometimes it's really good to be reminded of that from someone who's been through it, you know? Well,
1: I can't wait till you run for office. So I'm excited (laughs) for that day.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can't wait either. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to answer some of these questions. I think a lot of our viewers are going to really be able to take a lot of um, awesome nuggets of wisdom from this.
1: I'm excited. Thank you. Thanks for thinking of me today. Awesome. Thank you so much.